Salam Nerds is brought to you by HalalShirts.com, where you can find fun novelty gifts for your Muslim friends. While you're at it, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channel. Yo, 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 Salam Nerds! It's your boy Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, a.k.a. Jazzistan. Jazzistan. What's up, Jazz? Jazzistan represents. Let's go. Present today. Mm-hmm. Today's uh, today's the big day, man. So we're we're you know lots of Miss Marvel news coming out, lots of news about tons of stuff, and we're doing a free giveaway, a Miss Marvel giveaway at the end of the show. So stay tuned for the end of the show to find out how you can win Miss Marvel prizes. But speaking of prizes, we have a new guest today, and he is such a prize. Why don't you introduce him, Jazz? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He is such a prize. I've known Rocky for a good two hours. A good two hours. Uh, around, around that time. I'd say we, we met about an hour 40 ago. I was mm-hmm. lurking outside your house. Then you called me in to do this. Um, I'm very honored. There's not too many things I had going on on Thursday night. So I appreciate you folks uh, putting up with me. And uh, very privileged here to be able to drive your ratings down. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, I will be very impressed if the show continues after tonight. <laughs> Yo, me and me, me and Jess always have a bet on who's going to get us canceled first. And there's there's been a few attempts. There's been quite a few attempts. I think Kirpa got us close. Kirpa got us real then, close. Uh, what, what was the what was Kirpa the cancelable us- line? Um, hers was. So, so she was a contestant, is a contestant. Bachelor. Okay. And her intro, she sprayed down the whole driveway. Hmm. And for her entrance, she was like, is it wet here or is it just me? <laughs> well, well, so that, that's what yep, I got yep. to tap. That's, I know, yeah, so, it's going to get tap nice. Uh, so, I, so, I know that bar is really low for you, but please yeah, don't get yeah. us canceled. Feel, feel like don't I get us canceled. Thank, thank you. Please. Thank you for opening the door for me. Oh, God. No, no, we're we're closing the door. It's closed. The door is closed. <laughs> we're putting we're putting a door stopper. In front of it. Well, we're locking it. No, but Put really, the deadbolt uh, on. Rocky, I've known Sky for what three years now? Four three years. years. Yeah, yeah. We we met. Uh, actually, it was great because you were running at that time. I was running for office. Yeah, was, you're was right. Running for office at that time. Jazz was. Uh, one of the few, yeah, very few office? young people who was running for office in our county at the time for Wait, Sugar City Council. Jad, you, am I hearing this right? You ran for office or did you run to an office? I ran for, <laughs> office. He ran for office, yeah. Actually, do, no do the way. listeners really, because you guys talk about superheroes a lot, and Jazz is probably the realize. closest person I know to a real-life superhero. Oh, dude, don't, don't, wow. don't do that. Jazz, yeah, that's why Jazz is not available on social media because he's a real person with real dreams and aspires to be somebody important. <laughs> that, that, that is true. I, <laughs> Unlike I, me, who's like, "Hey, let's talk about Miss Marvel." <laughs> uh, no, I'm more impressed. You still have dreams. Uh, <laughs> this dude you know, has tried uh, to kill them so many times. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm listen. I'm, nightmares are dreams too. You know that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, but no, um, Rocky. He's been one of my best friends lately. Uh, just. Over the past few years in politics, we've gotten real close. Um, he worked on a congressional candidate's campaign, several other campaigns in the area, and I got involved at the same time. Uh, he's been doing it since, what, 2012? Uh, around, yeah, sort of, yeah. yeah so he's been doing it for a decade, and I jumped in three years ago, and then we just became friends. So that's why I knew Rocky. But it turns out Rocky's also a major cinephile. So, so uh, wow. when, 
you know, Jazz is probably one of the most generous people I know. He routinely offered his place for the rest of us to come crash and do work. So, you know, in the midst of, uh, you know, I, I guess for lack of a better phrase, shared misery during uh, <laughs> campaigns, you know, you sort of start flirting with other topics and uh, subjects and, uh, you know, you, you sort of like, oh, hey, you like obscure things that nobody else likes either. That is incredible. That's, Very true. Uh, we, sh- we should be friends. So, yeah. That, that's that how we is met. how most yeah. friendships begin. Exactly. But, yeah. So, Rocky was also, uh, you were an intern somewhere in Hollywood, right? I so I used to work in the art department. Oh, so you weren't an intern? For, you actually worked for it. No, well, no. So as an intern, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a weekly stipend. I used to be an intern for Warner Brothers uh, back in 2016 uh, or, or 20, 2015. Sorry. Um, mm. uh, right when I was in college, uh, got to follow some of their storyboards. Uh, you know, learn from some of the best in terms of, uh, you know, wow. production schedule, uh, you know, how concept art gets built, the various stages of things. Uh, you know, I mean, m- more so than anything, it's it was a privilege just to watch uh, the best of the best work, I think, uh, right from people, you know, rigging tracks for uh, cameras and lighting and, uh, you know, b- people working on grips, the costume department, art department. And, um, uh, you know, the, I don't know if, Either of you got a chance to watch the James Franco movie, The Disaster Artist, that he made on uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room? No, I haven't seen it. It's mm-hmm. incredible. You should watch it. But there's, uh, I mean, that, you know, we, we can talk about hours for, about that movie and, uh, you know, how horrendous the production schedule was. But, uh, you know, an actress there was asked, you know, why do you keep doing this? You're so old. And she has a beautiful response, which is uh, the worst day on a movie set is still better than the best day anywhere else. So mm. that's probably... Um, uh, you know, I, I got to learn a lot there. It's something I hold very dear for sure. That's very yeah. cool. So, what exactly did you do with the art department? Like, so what exactly were my, you doing? I guess my day to day schedule, apart from uh, getting coffees for people, <laughs> was uh, which which I did a fair share of, is mm-hmm. um, no, normally you, when you have sort of new productions moving into offices and old ones cleaning out, um, you sort of have to redecorate the offices with. Uh, concept art, uh, you know, story treatments, um, storyboards. So basically people can come in and they have things to uh, refer to and so on and so forth. So you have uh, people, and that's basically what I did, is like put up stuff and arrange it in a certain way that the production designer, or in this case, I guess, the assistants of the production designer uh, want to take place. So the last thing I was in was, uh, you know, I got to sort of come in right before they were doing the reshoots for uh, Suicide Squad, the David Ayer. Oh, film. Yeah, yeah. So right Very before cool. they went into reshoots, they actually shot reshoots of the Paramount lot, uh, not at WB. So I got to, re- you know, go there for a quick time, put up stuff, you know, new script pages that were coming in, new concept art, because, you know, that movie went through. Uh, crazy amount of reshoots and rewrites. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they got the trailer company to edit the movie at the end. The trailer uh, company? Yeah. So the, 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 the trailer company that put out the trailer for uh, Suicide Squad, the last one, people loved the trailer so much, and Batman v Superman had come out. It didn't do so well, so they were in sort of mm. amidst hell trying to figure things out. So they were like, you know what? Let's just take it away from David Ayer and have the trailer company edit it. So wow! So so Suicide Squad 2016 is a corporate conglomerate product from a trailer company. Uh, So that's insane. Yep. 
Wow. I think I like now Suicide I Squad, people... Squad more now. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, as with like the release of the Snyder Cut, Listen, you know, a bunch of fans asking for guys, the air cut now. We, we gotta give, we gotta give that movie uh, uh, its proper due. It's Academy Award nominee Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> was, winner, mind you, uh, it won for. Uh, oh, winner! It won. Yeah, it won? won for yeah, it won for uh, costume and makeup. Sorry, just makeup, hairstyle and makeup. Uh, oh, yeah, K- yeah. K- K- Killer Croc that... took home that Oscar. So, All right. uh, awesome, you know, yes, but yeah, good point. That is true. Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. That's so, but that's so crazy. And it's funny because, like, that's one of the movies where people are like, you know, now that we got the Snyder Cut, maybe we could get the Air Cut. And Be- people I don't are, know if one uh, exists. people are clamoring for it. And I will say, it's sort of, I, you know, um, in, in my days, sort of knee deep in nerd culture, which I'm sure both of you have had similar experiences. Uh, with various fandoms, you know, the Star Wars fandom is pretty passionate, as is, uh, you know, various, you know, once oh, yeah. you get into anime 100%. and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. But, like, I don't see I've seen such sort of a visceral love or strong emotions than the Snyder fandom. I mean, they took home yeah, yeah. both of the sort of fan Oscars uh, this year <laughs> for, yeah, for best moment and... Uh, was it yeah, the, like the fan favorite movie or whatever? The the most cheerful moment or something like right, that. Right, which was like, like the, the flash I heard, scene. I heard yeah. they scammed it though. They they scammed that, it. They got like a bunch the, of bots. So the new article from the Wrap, uh, written by Umberto Gonzalez, who's been like a longtime scooper uh, and you know I guess entertainment journalist, uh, he sort of put out an article that said a lot of these votes probably were bots, uh, so on and so forth. But the Academy seems to be sticking with the choices. Um, mm. So you know that's. Uh, uh, I, I will say for I guess viewers who are, who want to lurk into the Snyder fandom, uh, behold, because it, it can get quite aggressive. So uh, what you're saying yeah. is, uh, get Zack Snyder to direct your movie, and you will win the fan awards. One thousand percent, yeah. So I mean, he, he's uh, he's shooting a, a, a huge sort of epic uh, sci-fi film right now, a two-parter called Rebel yeah. Moon for Netflix. Um, so they're they're, they're Netflix loves him. Right yeah, the concept Netflix art looks seems pretty incredible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. When does it come out? Uh, I believe next year. Okay, good. Yeah. Neves, it's on the list, right? Very cool. Yeah, it's on the list, man. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of things on our list. So Which, that, uh, that'll be fun fact one. for the people listening or watching, um, we actually have, like, a, a year's worth of, like, topics ready to go. So we're not going to be going away anytime soon unless this guy gets us canceled today. Um, so let's see yeah, what happens. Which is possible. I'm hoping for your sake I'm unsuccessful. <laughs> but I've largely been unsuccessful, so it's, you know, in your favor. It is good. This All guy. right. So, so speaking of Star Wars, I know we mentioned the Snyder fans. We mentioned the Snyder, uh, Star Wars fans. Uh, what are your thoughts of the new Obi-Wan trailer? Rocky, go ahead, man. I have thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. Um, honestly, the thing that's made it uh, the best part of me with the whole Obi-Wan show is, I mean, we grew up with the prequels, right? The yes. three of us. Um, mm-hmm. One thing you and McGregor was uh, talking about the other day was... Uh, I'm so sorry? Uh, uh, you and McGregor was talking about last week was um, when the prequels came out, all they read was sort of critics taking it apart. And, you know, internet mm-hmm. culture was just sort of coming around in the red-letter media made it big with their review of the prequels uh, and, and and so on and so forth. And, you know, one thing he was mentioning, because now we have entertainment journalists sort of our age, was we never got to hear from the kids we made it for. And, oh, yeah. And 
they finally got a chance to hear from like you know the 20 something year olds that sort of grew up with the prequels and yep. you know uh like it or not you know jar jar was a moderate success with the kids Yes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I remember liking him the first time I saw him. Yeah. Was, and he, did the, he did the backflips into the water. That's right. Which. And, <laughs> and, and the best voice ever. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a fancy monster. Listen, there's still a chance he could be a Sith Lord. Right. Probably, really, the strongest piece of evidence you need for why I've largely been unsuccessful. But more so, I guess. Star Wars fans finally embracing Hayden and yes. what that's meant yes. to him. Because uh, he came out, I mean, he, he said something similar. It's like, you know, he was talking about, you know, you wait for long and, you know, maybe people finally start to embrace you. And especially the way people treated Jake Lloyd and what happened to him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just from a pure, I guess, uh, human perspective, it's just nice to see. Uh, some level of vindication for Hayden Christensen, yeah. and uh, and really what George Lucas was trying to do, because a lot of the technology we take for granted in the Marvel movies or any of these big blockbusters, oh yeah, uh, for sure, were pushed because George Lucas just refused to uh, say, let's just use what we have, let's try to push the boundaries. It may look pretty awful now, but it will change technology within the next decade. One of the things, one of the things that, like you know, that you're talking about. Um, and if the reason why I'm so excited for this new show is that we've never got to see a Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? We've got an Anakin oh, yeah. versus Obi-Wan. We never got a really good Darth Vader versus um, Obi-Wan. And there was a visual effects uh, YouTube channel that made this epic, amazing fight battle between the two. And it was probably one of the most incredible things. And like, people probably know what I'm talking about, but I can't think of the name of the YouTube channel. But it got really, really popular. And I feel like we still deserve an epic lightsaber battle and a lot of the rumors are hayden had been training he's been training he's been brushing up on his lightsaber battles oh so i i think we're gonna get to see something really Mm. really special and i'm really excited for it all right so i guess i'm the only one who has some negative thoughts here huh Ooh, what's up what's up what's up so i always take this with a grain of salt because everyone's a critic and everyone loves to shit on things just to like get more clicks on their websites but oh, then do it then we need the clicks do it do it <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing i've ever laid eyes upon the obi-wan trailer truly just okay, okay 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 just god awful i need to yes. tell us some of the things you hear no no that's exactly it yeah, um uh, everything i've read has so far been trash that the uh, viewers who watch it first and like it and it's funny because when I first read that, and I'm not joking here, like, I truly do mean, like, a lot of people are shitting on it. Mm-hmm. That actually got me excited. Because <laughs> mm, whenever okay. you have critics who are so focused on this, like, narrow view of what Hollywood should be, and they say it sucks, we end up with something amazing. Look at Moon Knight. Mm. Look at mm, everything, everywhere, true. all at once. Look at, oh, just animation in general. Look at Coco. Look at... Uh, I mean... Turning red, right? Turning red. Everyone yeah. shits on animation, but it ends up being really good, like media. So sure, every time sure. I like when I'm reading these reviews about the Kenobi show being bad, this actually excites me. Like I'm like, oh, this might be good, and it might not be tailored to the Hollywood audience. It might be tailored to other people, aka mm. me. So I'm excited. 
That's really interesting because uh, so I've been staying away from the trailer and I didn't watch it until right before the show. Oh. So I had no idea what people were saying about it. Uh, for me, like, I don't know. I, I liked it. I got Rebel vibes because of the Inquisitors and stuff like that. That got me excited. Um, you know, we, we got to see some flashback sequence and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I don't think there was even enough in the trailer to get you upset. I'm surprised people are upset oh, no. about it. They're These just... are people who saw the first couple of episodes. They were the Oh, they actually group. seen the first yeah. episode. So, ah. I, I mean, it, it's Star Wars, right? Exactly. Everyone's going to shit on Star Wars initially. <laughs> then 10 years later, they're going to love it. And can, they pretend like they always can, loved it. Can you really be a Star Wars fan if you don't hate Star Wars? <laughs> also fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, honestly, like, look, like, look, for example, the Boba Fett show. It, it wasn't my favorite. Still Star Wars. Star Wars is like pizza. Even bad pizza is good pizza. Mm-hmm. That's how I think about it. There's only two things Star Wars fans love unanimously, and that's the first two movies. That is it. Like four and five? Four and five. Okay. Four and five. Yeah. I was like, four and what? Five. Well, well, what? Well, well, I, I guess uh, the, first, the first two that were made. first two that were made. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's funny because... Uh, Neves mentioned Boba Fett, right? Have you watched? Have you rewatched it from the perspective that Boba Fett's a villain? No, I haven't. But you mentioned that in another podcast, and I didn't get a chance. Like there's a, there's some shows that I have like no desire to rewatch, and there's some shows like I love to rewatch, right? And Boba Fett is just one of those like one and done for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, one and done. Mm-hmm. But like shows like Wandavision and um, even like Moon Knight, like they get they get several. They get several rewatches, right? The Mandalorian gets a few rewatches, like uh, Visions, Star Wars Visions. I love Visions Star Wars Visions. That's great. Me. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite things. So like, there's a few things that like I like, but I don't need to watch it again. There's a few things that like you know I love, and I just watch them over and over. again. Some things just have rewatchability to them. I I I, I saw the show with you. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I literally watched it with and, you. And I, and I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I quite liked it. But I, again, I'm also I guess. Uh, I'm not as critical of the whole CGI Luke thing. Uh, uh, I was until you told me he was all CGI. Right. Okay. Then I was impressed, actually. Right. Um, and you know, that's I didn't like CGI at all. Right. That's a larger discussion itself because Marvel just uh, signed on for like all the rights for Stan Lee that they can bring back his voice or his appearance in any way. They okay, want. but like Stan Lee's usually not a main character. He's, he's not like a little he's not, there. That's uh, fine. But I was upset about Luke initially just because, like, he's so robotic, and then turns out yeah. he's CGI, and he is robotic. Right, I'm like, right. oh, okay. So they did bring Mark Hamill in for, uh, just for, like, lighting and stuff, uh, for lighting references, and they had, like, they switched between two actors, but, um, yeah, it's the... On one hand, I'm I'm with you straight up, and I think it's uh, you know they could have explored a recast, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Sebastian Stan, who everyone's been saying for a long time, uh, but uh, as that as would be Luke, interesting because they they do look very similar. That would be interesting. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, I think the technology would be really cool. Uh, Bucky as Bucky Luke. as Luke. Yeah, yeah. The Winter Jedi. The Winter Jedi. <laughs> I, mean, I watch it. Let's uh, please make this happen. I need this. But but you know what's even cooler? The fact that his voice is also just CGI, like not CGI, but it's AI. Like yeah. they yeah, took like yeah, old yeah, clips yeah. and put it together to make his like young voice sound like that, and it's pretty incredible. It's wild that they did that, and I love that. I think it'll be interesting to see sort of how it goes. I mean, you can always take these things too far, but you know, until yeah. then, we uh, yeah right. But yeah. speaking, we, we won't know until yeah. we get there. That's right. true. Yeah. But speaking uh, of like Boba Fett, like I feel like 
the Mandalorian is what people thought Boba Fett was. Like, the way they built up Boba Fett in their head is mm-hmm. basically what the Mandalorian ended up becoming. Oh, it's because right? the armor like, and it looks like it. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really... So everyone was disappointed because they were expecting Mando, but it was Boba, and he's way different. Right. And Mando's exactly. way cooler, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. But I do feel like the CGI in, in Mando was uh, better than the one in uh, in The Mandalorian when it came to uh, Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yes. It looked way more realistic. But again, it could just be the rotoscoping, like you're saying. It's, uh, I mean, the, the actually the prevalent issue in Hollywood right now, especially with the big blockbusters, uh, and you're seeing this across with the delays of a bunch of movies, is the VFX houses are just packed to the brim. And mm. one of the issues that does not get talked about at all is, uh, unfortunately, the visual effects industry is one of the last remaining industries in Hollywood that's not union. What? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so what? Yeah, that's one of the last, re- which is why you see sort of big studios cut corners. So I mean, I'll give you oh. an example. You you ever watch those behind the scenes stuff in these Marvel movies where you think they're in an actual set, but it's just a dude in front of a blue screen or a green screen? Right. Right. So yeah. a lot of the time it is scheduling. Right. That that is definitely a part because these you know they have a schedule and they got to maintain that. But the other issue is this to. Hiring a production designer and production artist costs money and they're union. Mm-hmm. Hiring costume designers costs money and they're union. Doing anything in the physical space, uh, you know, any Actors kind of effect, and they're they, they cost money. Unions, yeah. Plopping someone in front of a blue screen and getting a VFX artists to work completely remodel the space around them, hell of a lot cheaper. Wow. Which is why basically what you're seeing is VFX artists who are like working hours on end trying to get these things pushed out and there's just no more space because, uh, you know, there's such a backlog. Uh, like Spider-Man No Way Home, that wasn't done, finally finished till the week of, essentially. Really? Like they have This explains the so much. They, they had, if, that's why you notice there's a significant difference between the Blu-ray release and the theatrical yes. release. Like, yeah, you look at a lot that. of the lighting on the suits, and that's, like, cleaned up a lot of the stuff. Because the, they kept working even after the movie was released. Wow. And wow. So, uh, same thing happened with Doctor Strange uh, after, like, the last... They did, you know, heavy reshoots uh, for the last six months. So all of that needed to get done. Yeah, man, these VFX artists, they are overworked like crazy, and they don't have any yeah. And it's, it's, it's an issue. So, whenever, you know, we look at it and say, you know, terrible CGI, it's because they didn't have time. Yeah. All right. So I need sure. to yell at the executives for being cheap bastards, right? Not yeah, the artists like, like, for doing a good job, right? And so, I, I feel but, like that's one of the first places people will cut corners. If you look at shows like The Flash, the beginning of the show, incredible CGI, incredible content, and then like you know what? We need to start milking this show for money because it's not as good as, uh, as it was. We got to pay all these people, these actors, more money to keep them on the show. Let's start cutting corners. And you can tell the CGI becomes so bad. And it's probably because they're farming it out. They're not giving them enough time. They're, you know, it it, it, it it hurts the show. But it's not the fault of the CGI people. It's the fault of the companies that are cutting all these corners and forcing them to work under these conditions. And I didn't know they didn't have a union. That's crazy. The shit, the shit that they can, they're probably forcing these people to do is yeah. ridiculous. Wow. So... One of the instances, uh, I guess, a common complaint, and, you know, again, I would recommend, like, VFX artists react because they're great about, like, breaking down the technicalities of uh, the artistry that goes into VFX shots. But you, the the fight in, like, the train station or, like, amongst the trains in Wakanda between Black Panther and uh, uh, 
the one Michael B. Killmonger. Jordan plays. Oh, uh, yeah, Killmonger, yeah. yeah. Killmonger at the so, end, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, everyone, the trains, so, yeah, yeah. and everyone talks about, like, how, you know, the CGI looks awful, the rhinos look fake, the train looks fake, the suits look fake. And because a lot of what, and, you know, these guys talk about it really well, is, like, you know, you need to be able to give the right kind of motion blur so the human eye can adjust. The reason they're not able to do that is because they have no time. Imagine, you know, you contract five VFX houses for Thor Ragnarok, which just comes out in November. Then you got 2018, like up top, you got Black Panther. And then two months later, you got Infinity War. So yeah. if you're a studio, you basically got to prioritize which movie do you want the best effects in? The one with all the superheroes or, you know, the one with the one dude? And, mm. you know, uh, then you got scheduling, you got this, and you're like, okay, prioritize on these shots. We'll figure something else out for these. Um, so, you know, and as a result, you just sort of so... end up with things like that this podcast obviously we are not just a podcast but we do like to have viewers you know drop us and get some calls to actions done what can we do to help them out then because if they're not unionized i suspect they're being worked like 16 18 hours a day at times and uh, and they're probably being probably through covid too like yeah i mean you know, one of the good things that happened, uh, you know, that we should be grateful for was when COVID first started kicking in and, you know, like in terms of like live shooting, everything had to shut down, studio shut down. The one the one part of the industry that didn't have to shut down was VFX because they could right. still continue working. Um, I think the first thing is, of course, to, uh, you know, unionize them. And I don't really know what the best way forward is. And we can probably reach out to some VFX artists. I actually... Uh, Weirdly enough, now I'm just remembering this. I haven't talked to the guy in years, but I went to high school with a guy who's now a VFX artist. Um, and he just got his first credit on, like, one of the animated Barbie movies on Netflix, I think. So, uh, oh, yeah. There's yeah. 31 of those, if you didn't know that. Then there you yeah. go. This is, that, that is impressive info. <laughs> we talked about it in another podcast. Yeah, it was one of our other episodes, I, I was yeah. like, I, I know a lot of useless information, but that is impressive. Yeah. That was on the episode where we talked about how we want the Barbie movie to beat the uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, are we excited for Barbie? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Come on, Barbie. Let's go, Barbie. They're not using the song. Yeah. I know they're not. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Uh, no, but did you guys hear what they said about the new Barbie movie? It's going to be like a multiverse thing because there's three Kens and there's three Barbies. Yep, 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 yep. They're going to do like variants. <laughs> Barbie in the multiverse? Not- Everything's no, it's the, mul- the multiverse. That's the new. It's fan, the multiverse yeah. of Mattel. It's the multiverse yeah. of Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than multiverse of madness. I'll say that. <laughs> but look, okay, but yeah, uh, back to the union thing. Back to the, back to the CGI people. Smokers, <laughs> guys, we gotta I, unionize. <laughs> and yeah, like, I do not know what the process is because most of them. Uh, well, so the the thing is, a lot of these VFX houses, uh, not all of them live here. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, the big ones, of course, I, Weta is in New Zealand. That's Peter Jackson's company. ILM, I believe, is still here. The other one of the other big ones is Canline VFX. They're based in Germany. Yeah. Um, UK has, uh, uh, I think, a couple of them. And a Vancouver so, has one. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver. So, yeah. Vancouver is, like, the hub for all the CW shows. Okay. Yeah. As, like, you were mentioning the Flash. Yeah, earlier. yeah. So, um, so uh, you're basically looking at a bunch of, like, I guess, international uh, but isn't Germany like just, big on unions or whatnot? There, I believe they are. So I, I don't. So I don't really know why VFX is not union because, like I said, they're the only ones. Because actors have SAG, uh, you know, uh, directors have DGA, cinematographers yeah. uh, have ASC. 
maybe I'm they so should sorry? go on strike like the union. I said maybe they should go on strike like the union, uh, the writers' union did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Back. Mm-hmm. With that, that would honestly be great. That's something that we can. Uh, we should, we should I mean, it's not that I. It's not that something we would want because we would miss out on all these shows. But like, I don't know, man. Hey, like, man! People, if it they, helps they get... people get, right? You know, not working eighteen hours a day. Maybe no, we might have to make a sacrifice. No, we're no, spoiled, man. We're spoiled. Like we we're in an age where, like, the, we're in the age where, like, something like the Spider Verse exists, right? Like, we, we we can take a step back a little bit and make sure people get paid and they're working safe hours. Like, we can take a step back to make that happen. I think, uh, as responsible fans of the industry and and the fandom, I think that's something that we should just you know be in line with. Yeah. And uh, with that, I think we should end our first episode for the week because uh, I think this is a great place to stop and have a call to action. Make sure that everyone listening here, uh, talk to VFX artists. Let them know that unionization is good, that it can help them. And let's try and get it, like everyone collected and make something happen. Because um, I know between us, we have incredible political connections, especially with the, the unions. And so... Let's see what we like. I can reach out to like the AFL CIO, see what they have for them, and let's get this going. No, and this this is a great time to be talking about this because everyone's talking about the special effects for the new She Hulk movie or uh, the mm-hmm. show, right? Everyone's talking about how bad the special effects were, and how is is this and that, and like this brings so much light to it, what it is. And like people who are just shitting on it, maybe maybe ask yourself why, right? Why is this happening? Why is the special effects don't look ready? And you know, instead of just shitting on it with no uh, reason and talking about the show, uh, maybe we can help out these people who are making these VX effects. Yeah, because it's not a money issue, right? Like, oh, they, God, like, no. they're printing money. Yeah, right. Disney will throw in whatever it needs, but the the issue primarily is, I mean, look, you've got Moonlight, uh, She Hulk, Miss Marvel this year. Plus, uh, we've got what Thor: Love and Thunder next. They had Doctor Strange. We've got Black Panther, which uh, I, uh, it's November, I think. Yeah, which. You know, I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to have a lot of underwater effects. Uh, so you it, bastard, that's uh, right. You know everything. Uh, so, <laughs> Wait, but, you know uh, stuff. Uh, uh, I may, uh, you know, for you know, I'm not going to outright say it uh, because I'm, you know, I'm assuming a lot of your listeners would don't want uh, spoilers, especially because it's not. I mean, it's no, sort no. of official, but not official. Official, but I, I, you, I, you both of you know what I'm hinting. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Got it. Yeah, but there's yeah, they're going to do the Little Mermaid, right? Exactly, that's it. There's there's a a crossover Uh, between Little Little Mermaid and Black Panther, and yeah, uh, yeah. So with all these projects coming out, it's just there's only so much uh, you know bandwidth these guys have. Like that's why DC ended up like postponing Flash and Black Adam, a bunch of that stuff. Uh, You know, uh, I I will say the, the one of the reasons the Mandalorian and the Batman look so good is they use the volume technology. Just essentially a big LED screen instead of uh, green screen and blue screen, where all the VFX work is already done. So, um. uh, so you you don't need to use artificial lights. You can basically sort of use natural lights that comes from the picture. So, for example, wow. uh, the rooftop sequences in the Batman where he's talking to Catwoman or Gordon, their background is just a big LED screen. Uh, Interesting. So, cool. it's, so it's uh, sort of we start off with back projection back in the fifties and sixties, and now we've come full circle. So, huh, wow. Well, well, speaking of coming full circle, that's the end of our first episode. Yep. And we'd like to thank you very much for joining us. This was very informative. We learned a lot from you. But we are doing our first giveaway hey! on the show. Yes. 
So, on this episode, the one that you are currently watching right now, go on YouTube and leave in the comments. I want you to leave um, where you're from and how you found out about us. All you got to do is put in the comments where you're from and where and how you found out about us. We're going to put everyone's name in a drawing and we're going to give away Miss Marvel necklaces. The necklace with the Miss Marvel sign, we're going to give them away to a bunch of fans, maybe even t-shirts if we have some left over from our Miss Marvel event that we're going to try to do on June 18th. Well, and you can win prizes. Yes, I actually had the five I'm sending out come in today. And so nice. I have them downstairs. They're still in the packaging. Um, I haven't opened them yet, obviously. But yes, as soon as we do this drawing, yes, we will be giving out. They will ship them over to y'all, and uh, it's going to be great. And that's the end of our episode. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channel. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more. Also, don't forget to check out our sponsor, HalalShirt.com, where you can get fun novelty gifts for your Muslim friends. They have t-shirts phone cases, hoodies, clothing for children, and much, much more. That's halalshirts.com. H-A-L-A-L shirts.com.